Dr. Tracy Biancourt, who's a professor and Canada Research Chair in School-Based Mental Health at the University of Ottawa. Doctor, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. So this, this, I mean, going back to the beginning, there was always people that were telling us this. It took a little while, I think, for it to finally sink in, but we're seeing it, I think, with this Omicron wave. It's important to keep kids in class, right? It absolutely is. In fact, we wrote a comprehensive report for the Royal Society of Canada, and we outlined all of the research from in Can- from Canada and around the world, um, and we chronicled how uh, closing schools impacts all aspects of child functioning. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of research around. Let's, let's walk through some of the highlights of the things that you said, are things we need to be aware of. I think first and foremost, right, mental health, that's one of the big ones? Yeah, I think what we've, it, uh, mental health for sure, and, you know, increased loneliness and the, and the like, but a lot of things we hadn't really thought of unless you're, you know, immersed in education like I am. So, for example, schools provide food resources for children and youth in need. Sure. They provide therapy for those with disabilities. Um, they are the first point of contact for children and youth who have concerns for mental well-being, which we talked about just now. But they're also the most common setting for the provision of mental health services in Canada. And also they help keep children and youth safe because educators are actually the primary reporter of child abuse and neglect. A study just came out not too long ago showing that in Canada, the reporting's gone down. And the reporting's gone down because we closed schools um, not everywhere, but in Ontario where I'm living, we we closed them for so long. Yeah, well, I have, yeah, I think in a lot of places they were closed for a very, very long time. You know, and, and then the option came and a lot of parents kept their kids out. So, I mean, for some of these kids, entire school years were lost. Um, do we know what kind of, I mean, just the, that loss of contact with the system and the system's contact with the child, I imagine, would have implications too. Oh, it has enormous implications. So we know that not everybody is getting the same uh their same credits and they're not getting them on time mm-hmm. and there's gonna this is gonna result in more school dropouts which then influences their financial trajectory for the future we have some kids that never even logged on once right who right. didn't attend school and that's not something we had in the past we've been pretty good at um, finding kids and keeping track of them um so just credit attainment been an issue um, you know, uh, we know that there's been a learning loss. A lot of educators don't like that term, but, you know, it's been well demonstrated now um, in Canada, not as much because we don't do as much testing of kids, um, but around the world, we can look at comparator countries and see okay, what happens to their kids. With learning loss, you mean like um, they just wouldn't, they're not where they would have been? Exactly, exactly. So um, some of them are falling behind by over a year. And, and the crummy thing is that it's always the same kids who are, the kids who are vulnerable before the pandemic are, have been made even more vulnerable during the pandemic. Um, and these are the kids that really rely on school. Like school is a really good, important, um, you know, uh, environment for them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when we're talking about mental health, which is sort of one of the focus and one of the big ones here, I'm wondering, uh, you know, kids, I have kids that are a little older than school age, just, you know, like by a year or two. And I know how important that social aspect of their life is and being around their peers. And all of that is tied in one way or another to school in large part. Was that something else that was lost? And what are the implications of that? 100%. So um, everybody has a fundamental need to belong. But for children and adolescents, that need is actually primary in their life. So 
Uh, we don't, they don't go to school so that they can learn math. I mean, some do. There'll be always an exception. Sure. Um, they go to school to be with other kids. Yeah. And then we sprinkle math on top of it, right? So we've always exploited this fundamental need to belong. And then when we then thwart that need, um, you know, people are surprised by the outcomes. I study this. I study social isolation. I study bullying and the like and how it impacts mental health. So I know that when kids are isolated from their peers, they don't do well. So kids around the world have not done well with school closures. And it's interesting because I was just um, in Northern Europe and I went to five different countries and gave talks. And in every country where I was talking to their top developmental psychologists, child psychologists, all of those countries said they shouldn't have closed the schools, that it was a mistake. In hindsight, um, you know, if they wouldn't have done it again if they had known what, what the outcomes would have been what the outcomes were, sorry. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, I know it's early, but in a sense, it's been, you know, it's coming up two years. So is there data that we can already look to? Um, You know, I mean, it takes a while to sort of, you know, collate it all and and analyze it all. But, But can you point to some things and say, look, this is already, we can see what's happened? Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Yeah, 100%. So um, but in that comprehensive report, we outline everything from their, uh, you know, their social-emotional development, yep. their academic development, and their mental health. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Okay. So the best thing to do is to be able to measure um, symptoms of mental health before the pandemic and during the pandemic. And that's like a gold standard approach to studying this. And so when we use that best design, we see that longitudinal studies consistently point to a notable increase in symptoms of anxiety and depression in particular. Eating disorders are off the charts. So I'll give you a couple examples for that. So children's hospitals have experienced about a 60% increase in admissions. In Ontario, we've had a 223% above capacity um, for our five pediatric hospitals for eating disorders. Um, A recent study just came out two weeks ago on the trends of incidence of new onset anorexia nervosa in Canada during the pandemic, and we've never seen higher rates of uh, new diagnoses and hospitalizations for anorexia nervosa. This is not a minor disorder, right? So anorexia nervosa has a 10% mortality rate. It has the highest mortality rate of any psychiatric disorder, and yet we're seeing these enormous increases, 60% increases, like I said, um, across Canada. what about beyond the kids? We focus on the kids a lot here, but I imagine, you know, I mean, we know the impact that it has on families, um, on moms, especially working moms. I mean, our entire society is built around, like it or not, and some people say it's just a big daycare service, but in a lot of ways, our entire society is built around kids being in school, is it not? A hundred percent. It it absolutely does. And so we have parents who are stressed out and there's an enormous burden, especially on women. And that is not going to translate into being the most um, appropriate parent, even though I recognize that they're trying their best. But um, so the safeguards for children, the protective mechanisms for kids 
um, for resilient kids have always been healthy families, healthy schools. And so we've taken away their healthy schools for the most part, right? Um, in one, you know, sometimes for as long as five months, like mm-hmm. in Ontario. Um, and now we have the other protective mechanism, families, and they're not healthy, yeah. right? A lot of them have um, worries of their own, financial worries, mental health worries, they're isolated. All of these things translate into, a, you know, a really, really untenable situation. Children are nested within families, which means that, you know, when the family is not well, when the parents are not doing well, the kids really, really feel it. So have we got to the point where, okay, now we're being heard? Because uh, it looks to me like we're staggering some starts, we're pushing things back by a week or so, but nobody at this point is saying we're moving to online learning, at least not in Canada that I've seen. So I'm hoping we're finally being heard. So yeah. we wrote this really comprehensive report that had, you know, some of the biggest names in education, and we had frontline service providers. We had school directors and superintendents that were part of it. So it wasn't just like a bunch of academics, you know, writing a paper that is going to get shelved. Um, and we, we've we been screaming about this forever. But it's really interesting because with the um, Omicron rates as high as they are, I kind of half expected that schools would just shut down again for a very yeah. long time, kind of like universities did. And, and we can talk about that being an issue as well. But, um, but no, actually, it seems to be a little bit more tempered this time, which is appreciated. So maybe they're finally listening to people who um, have expertise in this area. Yeah, it sounds like uh, the message may have been heard. Um, Doc, thank you so much for your time. We can have you back on. Maybe we'll talk about, you know, um, post-secondary students because it's a different kettle of fish because you're right. They have closed them down. But unfortunately, we're out of time for now. But uh, I do appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. And Happy New Year.